0: Recording in progress.
1: Good evening. I'd like to call to order the Thursday, February 1st, 2024 Planning Commission (coughs) regular meeting. First item is roll call, Ms. Hoeksma.
0: Thank you, Commissioner Brinson. Here. Commissioner Galuska. Did you say, and I missed it because you're muted? <laughs> okay, Commissioner Galuska is here. Commissioner Lynn. Okay, hold on. Sorry about that. I had oh, your. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, I'm here. My my fault. Commissioner Mosier. Here. Vice Chair Wamachonje. Present. Chair Sager. Here. Thank you. And Commissioner
1: Callahan is absent with notice. Thank you. you. Uh, Next item is approval of of the agenda. Does anybody wish to make any changes? Seeing none, how about approval of the meeting minutes for January 18th? Does anybody have any changes? No, great. All right, we are gonna, uh, oh, I'm sorry, public comment. Is there any uh, general public comment?
0: No general public comment tonight.
1: Thank Thank you. you. Uh, That brings us to our study item the 2024 comprehensive plan update, introduction of elements, natural and natural environment, and shoreline master program.
2: All right, yeah, so I'll uh, tee us up here tonight, so thank you. And um, we're here tonight to talk about the natural element and the shoreline master program elements of the comprehensive plan. So tonight is the first of a series of uh, element reviews that we'll be launching into. Um, And so we're really excited to hit this milestone. And so tonight we'll be providing an overview of the element purpose, talk about how it relates to the state, regional and county requirements, as well as some of the supporting data. We'll share how the public participation that we've been conducting over the better part of a year almost now, how we've used that to inform uh, what we'll be presenting going forward. We'll talk also about the three lenses of climate equity and social justice and housing and how that'll be kind of overlaid to inform our policy work as well as talk about some terminology and uh, provide an overview or review rather of the Uh, purpose of the planning commission's review here and kind of your role as well as the kind of the process logistics and the timeline Um, so like i said i'm teeing it up here um, but we have uh, mandy roberts from OTAC here in the room tonight that'll be presenting some of the content as well as online this evening Um, her colleague and a part of our Uh, Team Kara Donovan is online as well, and we'll be presenting a portion along with Steve and Elise. So, with that, I'll turn it over.
3: Okay, thank you. Assuming everyone can hear me. All right, great. Well, again, my name is Mandy Roberts, and it's great to be with you, Commissioners, this evening. So, just wanted to give you a little bit of an overview of of the two elements that you will be receiving: goals and policy. draft uh, content for. Um, So the natural element really supports a commitment to a healthy and sustainable environment in shoreline. It protects critical areas, and by critical areas, of course, we mean wetlands, streams, riparian areas, habitat areas, frequently flooded areas, steep slopes. Um, Those are the critical areas. And then the... Element also considers the natural environment's relationship with the built environment. So thinking about water, water water quality and air quality, our tree canopy, greenhouse gas emissions, um, habitat, how those things interface um, between the natural and built environment. We'll also be addressing um, the effects of development patterns on health and environmental justice and considering emergency preparedness and mitigation for, for natural hazards. The natural environment also prepares the city for the 2029 requirement to develop a standalone, either element or sub element, that addresses climate res- resiliency and greenhouse gas reduction. We're not going to be developing a separate full element or sub-element with this comprehensive plan, but we are starting to develop goals and policies that look towards climate um, so that when the city um, does their next update, they can be ready to create those sub-elements or elements Um, they haven't decided. We haven't decided yet how we'll structure that, but um, definitely it's required by the state that that is done by 2029. So we have a little bit of time, but we are going to kind of push forward and look ahead at at some goal and policy statements that um, will help us move in that direction. The the master program, the shoreline master program is really supporting the city shoreline master program as an element of the comprehensive plan and it's required by the state shoreline management act and just really balances the values and various opportunities along the Puget Sound shoreline. One of the foundational premises of the Shoreline Management Act is to encourage and manage public access to shorelines. So you'll see that as kind of an underlying theme in the goals and policies that
4: are represented in
3: that element.
4: And what you'll also see is a lot of acronyms that we love to use. AND um, THERE IS NO SHORTAGE OF THAT IN THIS UPDATE. SO JUST just TO BRIEFLY GO THROUGH SOME TERMS YOU'LL BE SEEING WHEN YOU GO THROUGH THESE DOCUMENTS IS THE GMA, WHICH IS THE STATE'S GROWTH MANAGEMENT ACT, WHICH LAYS OUT 15 uh, PLANNING GOALS THAT um, OUR UPDATE WOULD HAVE TO um, ALIGN WITH OR COMPLY WITH. Um, THOSE WERE UPDATED um, IN 20, MOST RECENTLY UPDATED IN 2023, WHICH Includes what uh, Mandy was speaking about the climate change and resi- resiliency portion of um, the planning goals. Um, then we go uh, kind of a tear down of the PSRC, the Puget Sound Regional Council, who um, through their plan, Vision 2050, has multi county planning policies. And there are quite a number of those, um, and that Vision 2050 was updated in 2020. Um, Going to the next uh, tier down would be the King County Countywide Planning Policies, CPPs. Um, Those were most recently updated in 2021, Um, and then Again, the, the Shoreline Management Act adopted in the 70s um, in which the, you know, the SNP, the Shoreline Management Program then um, is required by the cities like Mandy said to look at um, um, access and, and uh, the protection of the coastlines. The shorelines SM, first SMP was, was adopted in 2013 and updated um, in 2019. Um, I should mention to you if you've seen uh, a lot of public comments come in referring to CPPs and the MPPs about um, updates or changes to those policies. Just that's not going to happen through Shoreline's update to the comprehensive plan. Those, like I said, those are um, in uh, Vision 2050 and in the, and the King County countywide planning policies. Those are on their own update schedule. Yeah. So, if there is some comment on those, um, people should reach out to those entities to um, perhaps look at changes. But, Shoreline, we are required to comply with those CPPs and MPPs, uh, not change them. And again, yeah, that's what I just said.
3: Thanks. Okay, good. (laughs) Yes, no shortage of acronyms and. And uh, we just want to keep reminding you about those. And we, we here's another one. Best available <laughs> science. Oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, so just we did talk about this in the last meeting, but just to kind of align these two particular plan elements with um, the state, regional and county requirements. So we have reviewed uh, the, the goals of the Growth Management Act. And as a. Uh, As was mentioned there's a new recent goal that's been added on climate change and resiliency so we want to align with those goals with these goals and policies for shoreline Um, we've reviewed the Shoreline Management Act and your current shoreline management program Um, we are also going to be looking at critical areas update uh, that doesn't necessarily affect our goals and policies we just want to make you aware of it that that's one of the other kind of checklist items that we need to do as part of updating the comprehensive plan Um, and it's it's kind of on a separate track but it it makes sense to do that concurrently with the comprehensive plan and then um, we have reviewed the multi-county planning policies the MPPs and the countywide planning policies the CPPs and we have made recommended updates and amendments to your goals and policies to align with those. So you'll see that when you get the document for your review. The other thing that we want to, and we'll present this every time we hand you over a new element for your review, but we just want to kind of talk about some of the data and reference information that we think about when we're um, working on these particular elements of the plan. uh, for critical areas, you know, there's, there are different um, data layers that we review and analyze. Those are listed here, um, including city critical areas data, but also FEMA, King County, and, and Department, State Department of Fish and Wildlife um, data. Then the city has a great tree canopy layer, and that's so important. We know how important trees are to your community. So being aware of that is part of what we'll look at um, as you know, kind of doing the background uh, work on, on these elements. Water resources, um, greenhouse gas emissions, inventory data, and then Department of Ecology shoreline data. I think Elise is gonna take this one.
5: Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Mandy. So another component of updating our comprehensive plan, not just the data, not just the um, state, county and region requirements, but it's also public participation. So just a brief summary of what we've heard so far through public engagement efforts. We've heard people express their support for the city continuing to invest in nature parks and open space in a variety of different ways. Survey responses indicated people place a really high value on living near these amenities. We've also heard through public feedback the importance of maintaining mature trees and preserving and increasing the tree canopy as the city grows. There's strong support for public access to waterfronts, specifically at Richmond Beach Saltwater Park, and even some support for further recreational amenities at the park. Public feedback also included mention of climate change and people's concern about impacts that were already experiencing, things like severe heat events. Many comments pointed to the importance of maintaining tree canopy to make the city more resilient to severe heat events and for the many benefits of mature trees, things to, like uh, sequestering carbon. To the next slide, please. The themes of climate housing and equity and social justice are to be present in all elements of the Comprehensive Plan. The staff report includes a description of these lenses and some questions to keep in mind when evaluating the Comprehensive Plan draft goals and policies. The Comprehensive Plan is considering climate by evaluating goals and policies for their impacts on greenhouse gas reduction, resilience to climate change impacts, protecting ecosystem health and climate and environmental justice for marginalized or vulnerable groups. The comprehensive plan is evaluating uh, policies for their impacts on housing affordability, housing variety, supply, and resident stability. And the comprehensive plan considers equity and social justice by evaluating goals and policies for potentially racially disparate impacts and narratives that encode bias. Each goal or policy has been rated. It's either supportive, approaching, challenging, or not applicable to each lens. You'll see these ratings in the draft goal and policy document. While the comprehensive plan teams believe that we have reviewed these goals and policies through these lenses, we absolutely welcome additional feedback from the Commission. If you think there should be a different rating or have a suggestion on how to improve a goal or policy so that it better aligns with a lens. Next slide.
6: Yeah, so I'll take it from here. Again, my name is Kara Donovan. It's lovely to be with you all this evening. Thank you for having me. So starting off with the Planning Commission purpose for reviewing uh, the content we'll be providing over the next uh, few months. First of all, like Lisa was saying, and Nandi and Steve, we're making sure that we're aligned with all of these different um, elements, that kind of play into the conference of plans, making sure we're in line with that Growth Management Act, all these MPPs and CPPs from the county and PSRC, the lenses at least just went through and making sure that if you hear any community feedback yourselves, that we're taking that into account um, and feedback from other city departments because you have some pulse on what's going on and we just wanna make sure we keep what you have um, in your minds in, in our review. We are also um, asking you to um, identify any additional public input um, or any goals or policies we might be missing where we should um, kind of merge things together. So kind of taking a holistic approach and then zooming back out, the purpose of your review is to provide a recommendation to city council for the um, entire comprehensive plan later this year. So specifically, the review timeline for the goals and policies will kind of be in three phases. So, the first phase will introduce the content that's what we're doing here tonight. And then tomorrow, I believe that city staff will be sending the draft goals and policies for the natural environment and the shoreline master program elements. And then you'll have approximately three weeks to review and provide comments back by in the specific case by the end of uh, February eighteenth. And then that interim week will give us a chance to review everybody's comments, put them together, sort of come up with a um, understanding of what the general group is saying, and then um, be able to bring that back to you on March 7th. So That will be kind of our typical process. Some months we'll have more than others, as you'll see in a minute. Um, yes, about three weeks for review. So uh, first and foremost, wanna keep in mind that these are draft goals and policies. So these will go through multiple rounds of review from city staff and from planning commission. Um, general public, things like that, and we'll be making adjustments as we go to make sure that they're uh, the best that they can be. And we suggest that you provide comments, questions, or suggested edits directly. So if you see a word that you'd like to change, things like that. And we'll walk through that, I believe, in the next slide. And um, those will be provided in a Word document. And so we've included some sort of how-to information in the packet, I believe. So this gray, um, table is what you'll see for each of the elements. So we have sort of a gray section on the left hand side, and that's all the existing element information. So you can see the elements, the existing goal or policy, and the number. And then that uh, lens analysis that is describing, where we review against the three themes. And then if the existing goal or policy already aligns with the MPPs or CTPs that were required to review against. And then we have this white block, and that is our proposed element number. And, well, we'll talk about that in a second, but the proposed element number might change. But for now, that's our kind of tracking number, our proposed goal or uh, policy text. And then what we propose that this new goal or policy will align with with respect to the MPPs or CPPs or House 1181 um, guidance, um, private docket requests, things like that. And then uh, the reason that we changed it, this might be as simple as ensuring that we're being um, less redundant or reducing the amount of text, um, being more clear, aligning with policies, things like that. And then on the far right, we have a column reserved for you all, where you're welcome to leave comments, questions, or suggestions. And then you can see at the top, there's little notes that we've provided that we're hoping that you kind of look at and kind of explains how track changes work if folks aren't familiar with that.
3: Yeah, so I might just uh, just reiterate, Kara, that. What we'd really like the Planning Commission to do is, is feel free to use track changes in that proposed goal policy column. And then if you just have other comments that aren't you know really c- can be embodied in track changes, then just feel free to put them in the far right column. So, and then what we'll do is once we get your comments, we'll combine them all and uh, we'll talk about them at our next meeting. So that'll be an opportunity for the public to hear your thoughts and comments on things so thank you
6: yeah good clarification thank you okay so what happens after you all review so like mandy was saying we'll take all the goals and policies um and then sort of edit them based on your feedback and then we'll also restructure so you'll see that the goals and policies that we propose have the same numbering as the 2012 plan and we'll be doing a new process for the 2024 plan where we, I call it nesting, but we nest the policies underneath the goals. So you'll have, for example, on the right, you can see goal one, and then you have policies that are specifically aligned to that goal. And that allows the city to track how how we're progressing towards those goals that we've set out in the comprehensive plan. So it's a little bit more um, in line with what we're trying to achieve. Um, So the goals and policies that you see for this round, the numbering will change, but the policy language will stay the same unless um, edited.
3: Yeah, we decided to keep the numbering the same just so you could track back to the previous comprehensive plan as you're doing your review. But we we hope that you will make recommendations for additional goals and policies, and so once we have all of that, then we can do the work of kind of reorganizing and numbering and nesting the policies, as Kara described. So.
6: Yeah, and something that i missed is we'll also um, make sure that we're flowing correctly so as we move through the plan we're starting maybe with broad concepts and then we narrow down for example so we'll make sure that it sort of flows um, as we go through and we do that final um, mix up okay and i believe that you all have seen this before but this is sort of our process or our timeline for the different goals and policies so we'll start off with natural environment and smp elements this month um, and then we'll come back in March and we'll discuss what we heard. And we'll also introduce um, a transportation element, which I believe you all have seen before. Um, and then we'll start off on the different elements moving down uh, three times.
3: And this is not necessarily the order that they'll be in the plan, right, Kara? This is just the order that we decided based on how we've been working and kind of how the data has been coming together. So,
6: yeah yeah just correct. a reminder yeah <laughs> yeah I think we're happy to provide an outline if folks want to know the order
3: yeah okay would would you uh, I'm at least do you want to uh, introduce the questions or I certainly can I, I wasn't sure who wanted to
5: <laughs> we have
3: yeah go ahead sorry
5: yeah I think um, before we get into Planning Commission discussion we want to see if there's any public comment if okay. I get that
1: right Yes, that's correct.
5: Okay, first we
0: have, um, oh, sorry, let me get the list.
7: Oh.
0: Please, state. Please state your name and the city of residence.
7: Christine Gildow, Shoreline, Washington. Hi guys, thank you uh, for this opportunity. I wanna let you know working with the lease has been a joy. As a, and I want to provide some context to what I'm going to talk about. I hand it out for you is that, that in the current comprehensive plan, there's a CD19 is one of the items in the current comp- comprehensive plan. And uh, I wanted to give you some context around what I have to say. When I was transferred here as a young woman with my job, I would only been on the East Coast. So my view of what might be in Seattle back in the 70s, I thought I'd died and gone to heaven when I was transferred here to see mountains and water. It was a dream come true. And it's one of the biggest assets Washington offers in the city of Shoreline, which was recently recognized as the Richmond Beach Saltwater Park as one of the best places in all of the air, Washington and the West Coast to see a sunset. And it's a tribute to the previous generations before you and me that left this asset uh, to the community to see west-facing views of mountains and water for the public, and I'm glad uh, That it's in the comprehensive plan in the past and I just wanted to give context around how important it is as other things come to the top and we prioritize things all year long I like to stop and ask people that walk the bluff or out in front of the road uh, anywhere on a road that has a view west-facing they may not be parked at the park they might be parked on the side of a road during the pandemic, that, those views were a rescue place for so many people that needed outdoors and the connection to space. It also builds community, dog walkers, picnic goers, weddings, senior pictures, parties, whatever, <laughs> that uh, exist because of this resource, this asset that the city that you're managing, the city of Shoreline has resources to, and I'm grateful but I I don't know how to frame the question, uh, the point, other than to explain my personal connection and joy and as a legacy, I wanna be sure it's brought to the attention. When you look at maps uh, as city planning in your role, you see blue and green and red and everything, but when you're on the bluff or you're on the street or you're looking over at the view, I wanna be sure that you recognize that it's really an asset that should be protected, whether it's low growing native plants to provide the vegetation that's needed to secure hillsides or whether it's limbing or whether it's whatever to preserve the views as we have them. So I really, I the rest is written here of what I have, but I hope that passes on when you're looking at anything that can preserve and retain the gift that this asset that the city of shoreline has, west-facing views of mountains and water and other um, key things. Thank you. Thank you Thank you for listening.
1: Thank you.
0: Okay, we also have on um, line Kathleen Russell. Kathleen, you are unmuted.
8: Kathleen Russell, resident of Shoreline, on behalf of Safe Shoreline Trees. On December 11th, a council member commented that as a council, we need to be very intentional about what and why we're doing things. We need to weigh in early on what our priorities are for these projects and how we achieve our community's vision. Another Council member stated that the Council is ready to start prioritizing trees, both preservation and increasing. As we understand, the comprehensive plan sets the policies and goals for future projects and the Municipal Code. In the 2023 Urban Tree Canopy Assessment, there is the observation on page 18 that Shoreline's urban forest holds millions of dollars of savings in avoided infrastructure costs, pollution reduction, and stored carbon. We all agree that Shoreline's urban forest needs to be maintained, protected, and increased. And these policies and goals are imperative for inclusion in the COMP plan. In the 2024 COMP plan outreach, residents of Shoreline confirmed their support of trees and specifically mature trees. The simple word nature is not inclusive. It is far too broad tree advocates request that the phrase established trees be included in the comp plan goals and policies in the staff guide to the comp plan page 86 a seven. It is included that public comments are welcome. We appreciate this additional opportunity to provide our comments to the planning commission tree advocates have studied the natural environment element and submitted written requests along with a summary of our comments for your easy reference. These comments are still appropriate to consider. As announced by staff this evening, the CPPs and MPPs cannot be changed, but the feedback we have provided can be considered in the work you carry out on the shoreline goals and policies. Our comments can be shifted to the vision draft and included in the shoreline comp plan as goals and policies thank you
1: thank you is there anybody else Ms. hoaxman
0: no other comments tonight thank you thank
1: you all right i believe now we will talk about our discussion questions Uh, does anybody have any questions just general questions to begin with okay Commissioner
4: Galuska. Yeah, uh, I just wanted a clarification. So there's a separate SMP element to the comprehensive plan. Yes, Yes. there is.
6: (laughs) I can speak to that. I think there's nine elements if I remember correctly. And the last element will be the shoreline master program as was in the 2012 plan. So we have the shoreline master program document that was updated in 2019. And then we have this element that
2: supports that document. Okay, that's just odd. I've never
4: seen that before. As a policy document for the SMP, uh, but yeah, that's all course, yes. I question
3: Yeah, and and basically exactly as you uh, described, Commissioner Glusa, Gluska, sorry, it is a policy framework for the Shoreline Master Program. So if you think of the Shoreline Master Plan as a an implementing, you know. Codified implementing aspect of city um, guidance, the goals and policies that are in the comprehensive plan are really the policy foundation for that. So just like you have a critical areas ordinance, that we have goals and policies related to critical areas in the comprehensive plan, it's it's really great planning to have kind of a goals and policies foundation for implementing. Um, Provisions and regulations that the city adopts. So that's what we're trying to do. (laughs) Sure.
1: Thank you. Anybody else? Everybody understands. It's pretty straightforward. You guys did a great job of laying this out for us. We, I, I, um, it makes it really easy. I mean, we really I appreciate that. Certainly. Okay. Anybody? Well, look at that. Hey, you guys obviously did an awesome job because we don't—we all understand. We're ready. You're ready to get get to the review. <laughs> exactly.
3: Exactly. <laughs> There'll be
4: great. a lot more of these
5: coming at you. So. <laughs> I wanted to highlight if, when when you receive the the document and you actually get into the the meat of the goals and policies, should questions arise. Um, I just wanted to be clear on who would be your point of contact. Um, and Steve, I think you are transmitting the goals and policies. Do we want questions to come back through Carla or to you? I just you want can, to be clear on who you yeah, should contact. You can send
4: them directly to me. Okay.
5: Yeah. Okay. So, again, if you get the document and you say, Hang on, <laughs> I have a question, um, so please. Uh, let steve know and we can uh, provide you some uh, additional uh, additional assistance
1: perfect thank you go ahead
8: yes Uh, question is that going to be through a sharepoint site uh, so that when we make comments we can see other people's comments at the same time or is that going to come through maybe um, adobe where you are seeing a specific document yourself in responding to the document individually. How, how, how do you see that working?
3: Yeah, so our working assumption at this point is we would send you individually Word documents that you would work on individually. But you know in order to make sure that your perspectives and comments are shared publicly, then we will combine those when we get those from you after the 18th. And we'll share that document with the public and have an opportunity for you to talk about your comments at the next meeting in, in March, I guess that's when it is. Yeah. Yeah. Great. We just weren't sure if everybody's worked on SharePoint. And it can, it can be kind of persnickety in terms of editing and whatnot. So so we thought this would be the best way to do it.
4: We don't want to run into having kind of a public meeting online when you have shared documents. and perhaps communicating that yeah. way, so that kind of protects us as well. Yes.
1: Good, thank you. Anybody else? Thank you very much. Right. That's very awesome, that's great. Uh, that means we are moving on to unfinished business. Is there unfinished business tonight? Is there new business tonight? Nobody. Okay. Reports or announcements. Uh, Agenda for the next meeting, February 15th.
2: Um, We currently don't have anything planned for the February 15th agenda. So would recommend that the commission cancel the February 15th meeting, and then we'll be back on March 7th.
1: Okay. Are we okay with that? (laughs) All right. Let's cancel it. All right. Any last words? Thank you. We're adjourned. Thank you. (laughs)